0: Yeah, Yeah. let's
1: go get it
0: Everybody, we are back This is Sidetrack Sports I am Derek Dornbos and I am here with What's up boys, I'm Sam Alright, Sam Here we are, another week I don't know if you know but did you see uh, the Tom Wilson, the uh, the hockey fight? Uh, the Washington Capitals player just beat up uh, the star player, uh, Panarin, on the Rangers.
1: Dude, I had no idea about this until recently. And watching the video of the fight that happened last night between these two teams, it was insane. Um, talk about bad blood. I mean, it's this is the pure definition of what this is pure definition of what hockey needs to be in my opinion.
0: Well, I mean, you know, as we're sitting here, the game's on and there's been six fights within the first 10 minutes. Um, You saw the, the hit. Some people are calling it dirty play. Um, I mean, I think it was probably uncalled for. I think Tom Wilson almost killed Panarin. I mean, he literally could have killed him. Dude. Like,
1: he, he legit slammed Panarin to the ice, which everyone knows ice is not soft without uh, a helmet on. So it luck, luckily didn't, you know. I, I, I don't know how he didn't start bleeding from a, a concussion or whatever. But I will say if anyone out there listening right now, they don't watch hockey or haven't heard anything about this, go to Google and all you have to do is type in Tom Wilson. And the first video that pops up, watch it and see how brutal it is.
0: I love it. That's why I love hockey. Uh, I mean, you know that. I'm a I'm a hockey fanatic. Love it. Um, but, yeah, I just want to bring that up just because we're watching this game. And, uh, I mean, it's that was something that just had me mentioned. Six Dude. fights in 10 minutes. That's probably
1: a league record, at least in the past, you know, 20 years. Dude, I absolutely love it. Like, hockey is one of those sports that not many people watch But it is growing. And if someone like legit watches this game, watch all the fights, I would, I mean, that it makes me want to watch more. It's just so intense. There's so much bad blood. There's so much anger, but also they like are dying to win this game. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. All right. Well, hey. Oh, and happy Cinco de Mayo, everyone.
1: Ooh. (laughs) I,
0: I do not have a, uh, any uh, tequila or anything like that in front of me. I do have a Budweiser maybe a little more American for than for Cinco de Mayo, but
1: Yeah, sorry boys. Um, I'm going,
0: going straight yeah. bourbon. <laughs> America. All right. So Sam, first up. Uh let, let's just, you know, we'll just do a little uh, highlight of the the draft and we had our episode last week. Yeah. So just any just main
1: takeaways. What did you have? Uh, biggest takeaway in my opinion is the quarterback situation. Um, obviously you you saw the top five quarterbacks drafted was Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, then Justin Fields, then Mac Jones. Um, in my opinion, I always thought Mac Jones was going to be the bottom of the five, which he ended up going to the Pats. Um, I think it's a smart move, um, by the Pats to at least pick up Mac Jones because he fits the Belichick role. Uh, but I think it was a big shock to a lot of people. Yeah, I uh
0: I was I was surprised by that entire uh that entire draft, like how the order of those quarterbacks went, you know. But uh I would say me, Etienne, Etienne going to the Jags, so many teams paired up former players. Um, you know, so like Burrow with Chase, um Devontae Smith with Jalen Hurts. And then obviously, Travis Etan with uh, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe. And you mentioned that last, you know, last week. You were like, you know, I think that like these teams are purposely doing that. And now that I've seen that a lot, now I I'm on board with you. I think that's that's something that maybe these teams are now trending towards. Uh, it's easier to play with someone, you know, as the quarterback position. Play someone behind you. Hand hand off uh, the football. When you know who it is and you know their their, their fundamentals and uh, kind of how they're going to go about, uh, you know, blocking their uh, passing routes, um, etc. So,
1: yeah, so it's gonna I, be
0: it's gonna be interesting to see all these teams and how they uh, start start drafting like that.
1: I completely agree, and I honestly, con- I honestly hope the NFL turns to that because it's gonna get this college. Blend. I mean, for since almost NFL really started, I mean, you haven't seen a connection between college and NFL. It's been such a big difference, but now that these teams are kind of joining quarterback to wide receiver, quarterback to running back from college onto the same NFL team, it's definitely going to be, I guess, more intriguing to watch. I mean, I am excited to see this Trevor Lawrence ETN thing. Even though the Jaguars have a good, solid art running back court I think it's going to make A world of a difference having that connection and i'm excited
0: yeah it's uh these combine these combinations are going to be really interesting um all right so that that's that um you know i think we have a a pretty pretty set uh schedule today for some some heavy golf talk which i'm pretty excited about we never really uh touched too much on golf but you and me you know we we love Um, We follow it. So PGA Super League. This is something new. Um, This is, it gets you kind of excited when you first hear it on the news, and then you start reading into it, and I was like, I don't really know how I feel about this. And that was my initial reaction. I don't know what you thought.
1: Oh, I mean, first thing I thought was, it's the same exact thing that the world of soccer was trying to propose. It's just, it's something that's going to try and take these massive teams, massive players, and honestly just give them a massive pay boost. And I don't like it. I mean, when it comes to the PGA, since it's begun, like, the only way to make money is to play well. Why give these guys a chance to suck, barely play in tournaments, and still make up to $100 million? I mean, yeah, it's a pool, but still, I mean you see Dustin Johnson may maybe play in the all the majors and then some small tournaments here and there but like just because he's liked i mean does that really give him a, a, a way to earn so much more more money i mean not that much money i mean you got to perform well to get paid well just like the nfl i mean yeah you get paid well but yet if you're not performing you're not going to get paid you're not going to get you're going to get released so I mean that's the way I look at it. I don't like it. Now I mean a lot of people might disagree with me. Uh, if you do, I'd love to hear it. Well, I mean, you know, I, I'm on the same.
0: I'm, I mean, I'm right there with you. Uh, yeah, I think Rory McIlroy said it best. You know, he, he said it's a money grab, which this this is exactly what it is. Um, here's my thing. So how do you? So I, I'm reading upward to twenty million dollars for one of the captains to take place. And one of the captains is supposed to be, I think they said Dustin Johnson, maybe uh, Justin Thomas, like one of the top players in the world. And then they just get $20 million just to like be a captain and select their team. It'd be like four guys would be, uh, I think they said 16 players, four teams, uh, four of four players. Um,
1: is that, that math workout? out. I think it's up there, but I mean, I just don't, I don't like it. I mean, you're taking away from all these guys that grind it out every single weekend to play as hard as they can to even make a tournament. And it's just, it's just, in my opinion, it's not fair. I mean, just, all right, look at Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler is prime example. Ricky Fowler is my favorite player out of the entire PGA Tour. Has he done anything in uh, the past two years? He, he, was, your, uh, he was your Rory McIlroy uh, Xbox player. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so has he done anything in the past two years? No. Has he made cuts? No. He sucked. The last tournament he played in, he played okay. But I mean, it, it, just because he's a fan favorite and he's endorsed by Puma, what gives him the right to make $20 million? Just right. for doing I mean, nothing. I mean, so, and this is,
0: so there's two things I I think of this. So, one, if you're Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, Brooks Koepka, uh, Jordan Jordan Speed's starting to play better. He took, like, years off. Bryson DeChambeau, all these guys, right? And you just get done playing the Masters or the PGA Championship, British Open, or U.S. Open. One of the four majors. Somewhere in this, unless you fit it in the off season, I think they said they were gonna like do they would do four events. Yeah. Um so I don't know how you fit this into the schedule, but let's just say they do. So you're telling me the only thing that really goes down in history in golf is really how many PJ tour wins you have, and that's really kind of tough because you have like Sam Sneed and Tiger Woods that really like they're up there at the top. Um, and then, like, major wins. So, like, those, that's kind of what everyone focuses on as far as, like, statistically and historically. Um, So, when you had this idea, oh, hey, we'll just pay a bunch of these players. They'll show up and they'll participate. Yeah, they're just going to participate. You're right. So, it'll be like one of those, like they did with the match with Tiger and Phil. Now, I think those guys were actually trying because Tiger and Phil and they're competitive. Yeah. Um. Like some of these other like charity things that you you know they they filmed this past year at the Taylor Made, where who 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 was that when they play like Seminole in in Florida? Um, do you remember that? It was like all drone footage. It 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 was cool. It was neat. Um, uh, it was Wolf. Oh, maybe Fowler. Yeah, and those old guys. Yeah, but right. So like. That's like cool to see a different perspective, but you're not getting the best golf out of these guys. Yeah. So, like, it's like a, it's like a little vacation. It's like, hey, I'm showing up for the paycheck, and then I'm just going to go play golf. Like, I don't need to try my hardest. So, if it's before the Masters, after the Masters, before the PGA, PGA, after PGA, it's going to fall somewhere into this like schedule of the PGA. And I don't think that it's you're going to get great golf. I think these guys are just going to show up for a paycheck, get the paycheck. We're gonna see some mediocre golf, and then everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, like that wasn't that exciting?" You know, we already have we already have the Ryder Cup. Yeah, um, you know, we already had these team events that people care about. I don't see it being that successful. And then actually, the tour commis- the PGA Tour commissioner, just came out and said, "I think either um, at the Wells Fargo, or maybe like a week after, he's gonna come out with an announcement." But he already stated um you know there's gonna be um uh, like repercussions if you were to go play in these events he's like you can either be a super league player or you can be a pga tour event you know player um so it's gonna be interesting and then obviously the pga added that 40 million dollar pot um however that's gonna work i'm not really sure as far as top ranked players and all that but yeah, yeah I, don't know. I don't know if it's really going to work. It's like It sounds cool at first, but...
1: Yeah, that's the thing to me. I mean, it, it kind of sounds cool. I mean, the idea of having these events with the top tour players compete against each other on teams, yeah. Are you going to get TV time? Yes. Are you going to get viewers? Yes. But then again, it still takes away from the small man that grinds it out like Zalatoris. Oh, for example, Yeah, I agree. Zalatoris just on the masters biggest tournament of the year gets runner up to the masters. Where is he in the conversation? Well, I mean, you can't say that he played really well one tournament and doesn't the next like the kid is growing. He would have a chance to play in it. It's just, it takes away from, from the small man to actually achieve anything. Well, no, I think, yeah, I mean, you bring up a good
0: point. I mean, you know, so you have a guy like Ricky Fowler or Jordan Spieth. so you look at them for the past like two years kind of struggled so these guys are just showing up for their paycheck they're not you're not getting the best product I guess is my end thing so yeah. whether Dustin Johnson Justin Thomas those guys will probably play decent because they're top one top two in the world so they're gonna show up they're gonna they're gonna play well the only thing that's gonna make them play better is is either a big pot of money that's like, hey, if you win this, you win $10 million. Yeah, these guys are going to try. That and then just their competitive nature. Um, but I agree with you. I mean, it, besides that, you have guys that are just going to be there because of their name. Yep. but They're not playing well. They haven't played well. So the product isn't going to actually be good. And yep. then you have other guys that are stepping up, showing up, and probably could play better need the money more. So therefore it's going to give them more of incentive to play better. And you may just not get that, you know? Yeah. but
1: I mean the way it's just, it, I completely agree. I mean, you got the Phil Mickelson's he's 50 coming up on 51. Yeah. He's a fan favorite. The way he plays, he's lefty. I mean, he can't hit a fairway, but yet can hit a crazy good shot out of the freaking trees. I mean, he still hasn't played well all, all season and, Where's he got, I mean, he has the chance to win $20 million. I mean, come on, that's bullshit. Like,
0: well, you know, and it, it goes back to the, you know, look at Floyd Mayweather. So Floyd Mayweather retired at this point in his career. This man just, it's like, he, you know, he said it himself. He goes, number one, he, he just said it recently. You know, number one is, is I'm worried about my health. So anything, no amount of money can, can, you know, take away my health. Okay. He's just playing defense, and he's just there for the money, and if you think you're going to see a Floyd Mayweather great boxing match, you're just dead wrong. But the name will 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 get him the amount of money that they need for however many pay-per-views or whatever, and it's like, if I see Floyd Mayweather's name, and then I see whoever he's fighting, if it's at least if it's not like a Joe Blow. Unless I, I may watch a Joe Blow fight him because I may want to see someone die on live TV. I don't know. Other than that, I'm just going to watch it because, oh, Floyd Mayweather, he hasn't fought in years. I want to see him fight. So it's one of those things. I can see how the name you know, can, can help, but at the same time, you may not be getting the best product. And at the end of the day, I think sports in general should be emphasizing the best product, the best player playing right now, not some type of name brand. Tiger, yeah. Tiger was always Tiger Tiger's brand, but Tiger was always playing really well. I mean, yeah. if he wasn't, he was out having back surgery, knee surgery. But, but whatever. I think
1: we both agree. Product is is the, the main underlier. I do want to I do want to add one thing. I think the only way to make it beneficial and actually I think I would watch it is if those players had to fork up the money. Instead oh, put of it on, put yeah. it on the line. Yes, instead of a super league paying these guys have each contestant in this tourney in this league event throw the money down and say who who's got the bigger balls to do it. Just like the the film of Cassandra Tiger Woods. They put the money down. If did it go to charity, did they win it? I mean, I can't remember, but the fact is, like, play to your best, put the money down, and see who the real champion is. That's the way it needs to be. Like, yeah. gamble it. Like, it's always see a gamble. It's always see a match. I would love to see DJ, JT, Speeth, Ricky Fowler, all those guys. All right, let's put a million dollars down each. It's sixteen players. The sixteen million dollar pot. One person wins it all. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of money to lose, but shit, I mean, (laughs) I would love it. Well, and and, you know,
0: that's something that's actually really interesting. So imagine this, okay, and I could possibly see this happening in the future, and if not, I'm just going to go to the PGA immediately, and I'm going to go write myself a $100 million check, because I just came up with the greatest idea, and it's the same idea, but with PGA Tour events, you're gonna have you're gonna buy pay per view, and it's going to be guys mic'd up. So yep. just like any type of match that we saw with Tiger and Phil, um, or with Justin Thomas, Tiger, and a couple of those, uh, Justin Rose when they're at uh, Payne's Valley, you're pay for a pay per view, and you're gonna hear these guys mic'd up at the Masters, at the PGA, or whatever tournament. Okay. So that extra amount of money is now going to these players that say, hey, I will be mic'd up. I'm okay with that. And now, will it stir controversy and whatever they say? Sure, yeah, but it's pay-per-view. It's like it's the same thing. You can get away with murder on pay-per-view practically. Like look at Rough and Rowdy. I mean, if you are paying for the product, there, there's not – so yeah. the only the only thing I could I could see running into is maybe the PJ Tour get involved and saying, No, you can't do it, but I think that would be so entertaining. You're telling me, all the golf fans, okay, if I watched the Masters and had the ability to watch Tiger Woods or Justin Thomas himself go around the Masters for four rounds and I pay a hundred bucks a day, or whatever the number is. And listen to these guys every hole, and be like, "Hey, like, what are we thinking with the caddy? Have the caddy mic'd up? Are you kidding me? extra extra money for the caddy in this pocket? I mean, that would turn golf on its head, and I think that would make golf
1: so interesting." Dude, um, yeah, I, I, I think you have a million dollar idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; I think it's a genius. Do we do, we do we
0: just not do we just not publish this right? Like. This podcast will be waiting until I get on the phone with someone at the PGA Tour or pay-per-view <laughs> and, and wait and
1: see if this actually happens. Like, bling, bling. Uh, PGA, uh, we have a million-dollar idea for you, but we're going to need a 3% royalty. And I'm going to need a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, I would, dude, that's not a bad idea for a little sidetrack event. I mean, we we go play around and just mic up and just talk the entire time. Grand foreplay does it of a barstool, but shit, I think it'd be pretty interesting. But I'm I'm right there with you if, say, $50 a person to pay, a pay-per-view event, $50 per round to watch a Tiger Woods, a Jordan Spieth, all these guys talk to their caddy about what club to play, what's the distance, where's the pin, where to hit it. I mean, I would love it. I mean, it's fun just hearing these guys now on the mics talk that hot I mean, mic, or, that hot mic, yeah, the, the hot mic. That but, hot mic. <laughs> I mean give give the caddies a little bit of love. I mean, they they do a shit ton of work and I would love it. I, I think it's golden, golden idea.
0: Well, I mean, and you know, imagine this. So it's it's Tiger Woods or whoever. I just bring back Tiger because it's most entertaining golfer ever. Yeah. You know, let's just bring bring back him 2019 in Amen's corner at the Masters. Okay. Everyone's wondering. What he's thinking? You know, he's he's hearing these like these gasps that these guys are hitting the water, hitting it in the water on thirteen. So you're like, or, or twelve. I'm sorry. Um, so you're thinking, what is Tiger Woods thinking or saying? And then every shot you get to hear what he is saying. So all of golf, when you're watching it, you are you are at that moment. You're really entertained, but the number one thing that's going through your brain is how or what is he going to do during this shot, especially if a guy gets behind a tree or something you know, like that. I mean, the majority of your entertainment is just you're imagining what he's thinking or saying to his caddy. You don't even have the ability to to hear it. If you have the ability to hear it i'm telling you golf goes number one every golfer avid golfer that watches golf would pay hundreds of bucks hundreds i mean i don't even know if there would be a limit to like if i got to pay pay pay-per-view i can guarantee you i would have about 100 people 50 i don't have 100 friends but if i had like 50 of my friends Come in my house and everyone chip in like five, ten 10 bucks and like, yeah, hey, it's 300 bucks. Deal with it. But we're going to watch the most entertaining thing you've ever watched in, in sports history. Up to that point anyways.
1: I'm telling you, I think it's a billion dollar idea. I mean, you got to really think about it though, Derek, is if, you, if we went there and say Tiger Woods came back from his injury, which I, side note, I think he will. Um, all these kids that grow up, Watching golf, wanting to play golf, who's their role model? Tiger Woods or Jordan Speed, Bryson DeChambeau? All these are role models. That these it better guys not want be Bryson like. Hey, I'm just saying, some people are. <laughs> but I'm saying, like these kids grow up watching these guys and want to play exactly like them. Exactly. I mean, these guys watch YouTube videos. They watch your swing, and and the fact if they did this had a Tiger Woods mic'd up literally talking to his caddy about choosing what club, how to hit it, how like need to hit a draw, he need to hit a fade like that would change the entire game. And I honestly think it's going to go that route. We just are having the first time to ever think about it. I think it's golden. Yeah, no, I mean, I, and maybe
0: it's been, you know, maybe it's been in, in discussion behind closed doors. I don't know, but you know, if you want to make, Make things more interesting when you start talking about uh, big money with Super League and this $40 million pot that the PGA is coming up with. Why not do something like that? You want extra money for the players or you're worried about players not making enough money or they're getting bored? Well, I got an idea for you. and It's, it's going to be entertaining for everyone and everyone's going to make a lot of money on it. Derek, I think we have a brand new business idea, bud. I'm, I'm, I need I need a hotline to the PGA, uh, PGA Tour office right now,
1: this second. Uh, time to look up PGA's email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll do a live call. I'll put him on speaker. Ooh, that would be a sweet sidetrack event. <laughs> I would get some views. I'm telling you, that would get some views. Let's talk to the commish. 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock
0: on a Wednesday night, a couple buds deep. Hey, uh, <laughs> commish, uh, I got a question for you. Yeah, hey, hey, listen up, bud. I got, I got something.
1: Like, hey, we have a golden idea, bud. Um, but before we talk about it, you're gonna have to give us some royalties and something. Give us some tickets. Yeah, I gotta, uh, I gotta, you gotta sign something here because yeah. I mean, this is life lifetime tour tickets. I mean, something. I mean, something worth money because I mean, this is a billion dollar idea. I mean, I'm,
0: I'd be so down, but yeah. All right. Well, enough of our, our grand ideas. Uh, that's mine, everyone. Please don't take it. If you're listening, you know, just give me a chance at least to, to speak my mind to the commish.
1: That's okay. It was right here set on uh, at eight, oh, 8 o'clock Wednesday of Cinco de Mayo. We have a lawyer, and we're ready to sue. I'm um, copywriting my, we're ready copyright to... my brain, copywriting the idea. Yep.
0: Time to, it's already copywritten. It's recorded. All right, Sam, Wells Fargo Championship this uh, this Saturday.
1: Well, how do you uh, – who you got? Who do you think uh, takes home? So I'll give a little bit of an, uh, a fun idea that my buddy uh, Garrett Glaze, if you're listening out there, buddy, uh, cheers. Um, he does this thing that's really cool with, with his dad and a bunch of other golf guys. So they play in this fantasy league um, for golf, which each weekend there's a golf tourney. And each week, you get to pick the winner. And if you pick the winner, then... Or if you get... What, whoever you pick, whatever they the money that they win that weekend, your pot grows. So obviously, at the end of the PGA Tour season, whoever has the biggest pot wins $1,000. So it's a pool. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's actually really cool. Like You get to basically bet on these guys for free. I mean, yeah, you buy into this pool, but whoever has the most money in their pot at the end of the season wins a thousand dollars. I think it's awesome. And so, um, uh, basically I haven't been doing it, but Garrett's been kind of asking me for, for picks and what my thoughts are. And I've been just honestly giving on my opinion on people and I've actually been doing pretty well. I mean, but, um, it, I think it's a good idea. Maybe we should do it next year. Garrett, uh, Derek, I think, it would be pretty interesting to do a pool and just bet every weekend. Um, just as long as you make the cut, you make money. So, um, but as far as the Wells Fargo, my boy, Ricky Fowler, I sigh because he's been (laughs) sucking lately. He's been sucking. He hasn't played an event since, Oh man, what was the last event he played in? I can't remember. Um, or the player. Bu- Was too, it the players? Too, no, it wasn't the too, too, too busy uh, doing some um, doing <laughs> commercials. Oh, yeah. Freaking Puma. <laughs> but anyways, I want my boy Ricky to play well. I want him to at least make the cut. He played decent his last tourney. Uh, oh, he played in the Texas Open. He positioned 17. That's a lot better than he played in a long time. So if I play it safe, Say if we played fantasy, if I played it safe, I'm gonna try and bet on my bet my boy Ricky. Um, now
0: now are your
1: now here's a question. So
0: because it's fantasy, are you draft do you get it like how's that draft work? Do you do you
1: know? Because or like so, what are the so odds? Not, because like obviously really, like it's it's not really the like, odds
0: should be adjusted if it's you know, if you get a draft, that's one thing. But like, you know, if I'm picking if you're picking Ricky. Okay, well, yeah, odds, you know, good chance if Dustin's playing, I'm probably going to put my life on the line. Like, hey, he'll make the cut. Where, where, you know, Ricky, it's like, oh, like, I'm not, I wouldn't put my life on the line if he's making the cut. So, like, are there adjusted right. odds to that or not?
1: So, it's not like a fantasy NFL thing where you do a draft. It's basically you see the field that week for the tourney, and you pick one guy. Can you, can you pick the same person as another person? Yeah, you can pick the same per- same okay. same person as another person. Basically, you bet on one person for the field and you have an alternate just in case that one guy drops out prior to the tournament. But the catch is that you can pick the one guy, but you cannot pick him for the rest of the season. Oh. Yeah. So, say mm-hmm. DJ, you pick DJ for say the Masters. You can't pick DJ for the PGA Championship. You can't pick him for the next weekend. Mm-hmm. So that's the catch. So, I mean,
0: some strategy involved in that. Yes. Yeah,
1: big time. So if you picked, say, all right, so J Garrett, my buddy Garrett, he he picked Sanjay M the first weekend. He <laughs> I think he missed the cut. So and then of course Sanjay M's been playing well since and he can't pick him again. And so that's that's kind of the, the catch. So I mean if as far as the Wells Fargo, I'm gonna go a gamble and just say Ricky's gonna make the cut. I mean my boy Corey Connors from Canada, Canadian Bacon man. Uh he's been playing really well this season. Uh I think I would pick him if I was doing fantasy, if I didn't pick him already. Um Corey Connors has been playing, playing pretty well. So out of those two, I'm gonna say Ricky. Um just to just to make the cut and hopefully he's gonna slowly get back after this hiatus he's been on.
0: That's and that's uh that's at Quail Hollow. So that's yeah. That should be a, a good course to uh like an entertaining course to watch. That's um, that's a fun little track. I've never been there, but um, I've had a couple buddies uh, play it, and I've heard like the rough is just – it's like almost like the, the U.S. Open rough. Like, you know, you just think U.S. Open, you think like above the Mason-Dixon line in like New York, like Beth Page Black or something like that where the ball just disappears into the rough. Yeah. Which, you know, I was actually just talking to my dad about this. We were watching um, the the world, the golf's greatest rounds or whatever, is Brooks Koepka at Beth Page Black winning the U.S. Open. Yeah, and it's one of those courses where if you are playing in a tournament and it's just you and a couple of buddies and you're playing this course, you'll literally lose your golf ball if you hit it in the rough. Like, and that's miserable. I. I Like, I've played in courses where, you know, you hit a golf ball in the rough and it's just – you lose it. Like, you know it's in play, but you lose the ball because you have four guys looking for a ball in the rough and you can't find it. And, you know, that's such a shame that, like, you – that, like, that's a thing. That, like, you know it's in play, you're looking for the golf ball, you know it's around here in, like, a 30-yard radius, but you're not going to find it because it's just buried underneath this thick,
1: like bluegrass. Yeah. yeah, I've done it. Yeah, I've done it. I think Quail Hollow is going to be an interesting an interesting, tourney. It's going to play difficult. I think it's going to cater to the player that hits the fairways the most. Um, so I'm going to pick probably Ricky um, or Corey Connors um, on this one. Derek, who do you think? I'm going to go with
0: the lefty. There's not many lefties anymore. Oh. Shout out Bubba Watson. Shout out Mike Weir. Shout out Phil Mickelson. I'm going Brian Harmon. Ooh, Brian Harmon. Brian Harmon. Brian Harmon has actually been playing pretty well. Um, you know, like Saturday, you'll see him up like pretty close to the top, and he just kind of falls falls on Sunday. I'm going Brian Harmon. Um, I like that. Yeah, because because I'm I'm lefty. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the lefty. Also. He hasn't, he's just been playing well and it just seems like a guy that might be breaking through at some point or, you know, I don't see him being any type of star, but I can see him definitely winning, you know, several tournaments and,
1: um, yeah, I, I mean, he's pretty accurate. So I kind of like that pick. I mean, let's go with the ball guy with the worst tan line. <laughs> I mean, you have this straight tan and then white baldness, uh, I kinda <laughs> like it. I mean, I won't lie, that's a smart pick. I think he will definitely make the and, cut. So I think he'll be a solid pick to to kind of stay high on the leaderboard. Any of those uh betters out there you, you heard the first year. So Oh yeah, I mean if you're gonna play there's gotta right be some, out,
0: let's go with Brian Harmon, maybe? There's gotta be some uh there's
1: gotta be some pretty good pretty good odds. Yeah, I like that. So it'd be interesting to watch. Uh I like this like little fantasy thing that we do. Um, it kind of keeps you attracted to the tourneys every weekend, even though some of these tourneys are small. It's nice to like keep track of who you picked and, and how high they go. Especially if they Yeah, I feel the that. I mean, if they don't make the cut, then, I mean, who knows. But So
0: I'm looking it up right now. Brian Harmon is plus 4,000 to win the Wells Fargo Championship. That means if you bet – Ten bucks on Brian Harmon, you win four hundred dollars. You bet, you bet. Just thirty bucks, you win a thousand two hundred dollars. You heard it here <laughs> first. If you want to get a steal, and if you want to, you know, if you're, if you're just bored, go throw a couple dollars on Brian Harmon. Ride the train, hop on, get in the
1: mud. Bet Brian Harmon. Boys, screw Brian Harmon. Let's pick Ricky. Ricky's <laughs> plus seven thousand. You bet ten bucks. You want seven hundred bucks. I mean, shit. I mean, Ricky. Ricky might pull it out. Hey,
0: never know. Here, here's the thing. You put a gun in my hand. Say, hey, Brian Harmon, making the cut. I, I made, I made do the bet. You ask me, Ricky Fowler, right now. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know where Ricky. I don't know where Ricky's head is at. I think Ricky's head is. One day he's on on Mars, the other he's on Saturn.
1: Dude, Ricky's problem is that he's too worried about those damn Puma endorsements and and this fucking stash that he's growing. The man needs to change his caddy, change his clubs, restart, get rid of Puma, (laughs) go to freaking TaylorMade or some shit and see if he starts playing better. Because that's what's going to happen when he gets older. I
0: I respected Ricky. When he made the decision, he said, "Hey, I'm gonna cut my hair, and I'm gonna stop this like whole thing of like motocross because oh, yeah. he got like a big fan base of like you could be golf, but you could also be like motocross, and you could be this like hipster type guy." And he stopped that because he's like, "I want to be known as a golfer. Like I'm, I'm a professional golfer, not a professional like motocross guy." And I respected that move. I was like, right, you know, I ain't, that's something I can get behind. Because so I was never a big fan of like the, his style, anyways, number one. So he kind of like relaxed a little bit on that. Came out with that statement. I was all for it. I like Ricky. I want Ricky to win. I I'm all for Ricky. Just it's like Speeth. Like I think like Speeth went on this little you know, two year rut. And you know, now at the Masters, like he played pretty well. I think he's starting to kind of grab some wheels, you know, again, and 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 I'm a fan of speed too. I don't I don't really wish there's not a lot of guys on tour. Where I'm like, I want you to lose. Yeah. Um shout out Rom. That's right. Rom, Rom can lose like Rom can come last anytime, and I'm like I'm like hoping he comes in last. I hate John Rom. Yeah, he, I, he's I, a crybaby. He, he, he's the worst. I mean, I
1: feel that same way about Patrick Reed. I think he's a cheater. So, and he's a dick. That's just me. Really. <laughs> I mean, we, can, we can move off from this golf debate. It's just, we could talk about this for hours. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> big, I'm, a, I'm a big JT fan. Big J, JT and he, Kisner. Yeah. J, Kis. Shout out, shout out Kiz. Dude, I respect Kisner just because of what he said a few months back, like the man is telling the truth, being honest. He's like, what's the point? I mean, even if I don't win, I still make a lot of money. Like I respect the hell out of that. Make the cut, yeah. call it a day, pocket 20, 30 grand in a weekend. I mean, why not? Right. <laughs> I mean, that's, he's enjoying life, playing golf as a career. I respect that. because Well, he win ever again, who knows, but I respect it. Three things all about KISS. He's a guy's guy. Yep. Okay.
0: He will like turkey hunt like a week before the Masters. Like he, like all these guys are just like prepping for the Masters. This guy's out here turkey hunting or deer hunting. And he's just, I mean, he is the definition of a guy's guy. He's really good at golf. He, and, and then, you know. At the U.S. Open last uh, um, last year, at it was a Harding Park in San Francisco, he was playing a practice round for the PGA Championship. This man was drinking a Budweiser on his practice round. <laughs> Budweiser. Well, I think he drinks probably like a decent amount. So then he started like having these Bud Zero, so like drinking Budweiser but zero alcohol, and yeah, he's, he's a guy's guy and he's really good at golf. He 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 like you said like he cares about the game, but he's like hey, it's like you know, if I make the cut, I make money. And you know, he's humble. Um I think he's easy, he's very relatable from Aiken, South Carolina. Um I, yeah, he- I love Kiss and and his motto is it ain't no hobby. You got to love that. You got like, that that's a, it's a catchy phrase. I mean, he, he he competes out there, and um, I mean, he's won.
1: So, I think you, I think you hit it right on the nail, nail head. I mean, dude, Kevin Kisner is a guy's guy. Kev, if you're hearing this right now, yeah, I doubt you are. But I mean, if you ever somehow listen to Sidetrack Sports episode right now, you're a guy's guy, dude. Props.
0: Welcome, uh, and and you're welcome to to grab a uh,
1: Budweiser. Yeah, I mean, cheers. we well, so sit down and have Budweiser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. We'll buy we'll buy your case for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: but um, oh, and before we before we switch topics here, stand on golf, Stono Ferry. You saw I sent it to you, Stono Ferry. Shout out Stono Ferry, well, Thanks of Stono Ferry in Charleston, where I used to work. Uh, number fifteen in the state for public courses. Shout out uh, Scott Glaze, head pro there. Um, I mean, I love that course. I know you played it pretty recently. Um, I when I saw that, I was—I mean, I wasn't surprised. Um, kind of mad that like we didn't have that when I worked there, but it was starting to grow, grow, grow. Not a lot of people knew of it because it's out in like Hollywood, South Carolina, kind of like on the outskirts of Charleston. So. Doesn't surprise me. I think the word's out. Scott Glaze put it perfectly. He's like, oh, he's like, used to be a hinge, I'm in Charles. Now the word's out. And I think it's probably going to stay like that.
1: Hollywood. South and you, li-
0: you lived like three minutes away from that place. Yeah. Uh,
1: Hollywood. I mean, yeah, no one ever knows oh, about yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood. SC. Toogadoo <laughs> Road. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, shout out to Stone Ferry. I played it. I mean, this is probably the, the first year I've played as much golf as I have and I have really enjoyed it. I've played Stoner Ferry probably four times uh, this year already and it's and, been and hang a- on,
0: hang on. And if in case you're listening, in case you're listening to this podcast, we're not a golf podcast. We are a sports podcast. This just happens to be a heavy, heavy golf talk right now because
1: this is this is this is the way the train's moving. Yeah, uh, the train is turning slow. Because we're getting old, so that's about the only thing we can actually play. <laughs> yeah. Our knees and ankles are just yeah. busted, uh, but yeah. So we're definitely not a golf podcast. We're a we're a sports podcast. So don't judge us if sports you don't podcast golf. that
0: loves golf.
1: Yes, yes, one hundred percent. So, uh, but no, back to Stone O'Ferry. Ferry. I, I've played it four times this year. Um, it's definitely the most underrated golf course in probably South Carolina. I'm happy to. That they're on the top fifteen, um, they deserve that respect and have done really well keeping up the course. I mean, the greens are the greens are fast, the fairways are clean. Um, I mean, at one point, Garrett and I that we played it, we one weekend, we legit thought the grass was painted. It was that pure. Um, so shout out to Stono Ferry and, and Hollywood, and uh, congrats, guys.
0: Yeah, what a what a great setup. Um, you know, especially they have what is that on 11? You know, they have that old Canyon. Oh, civil civil War, working. Can- yeah. Uh, um, or 12, yeah, 12. 12. Um, yeah. yeah that old civil War cannon. Um, and then, yeah. um, you know, it goes on the intercoastal waterway. Uh, and then finishes on 18 with a, like a, a little Island green. Well, yeah. it's a great course. Um, and just really, really happy to see uh, all the, all the work and, Everything come to fruition down yeah, there. I'll,
1: so. I'll, I'll say this last thing is uh, Stone of Ferry. Anyone out there that plays it, um, Sky Glaze, uh, if you ever do listen to the podcast, we're not sponsored by you guys, but would be more than happy to.
0: Big facts. And <laughs> Kevin Kiz. We're going to get Kizner and Stone together maybe. A little, hey, uh,
1: a little Ke- Kevin Kiss can crush us at Stone of well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, little, yeah well – We'll get him uh, eighteen buds. Yep,
0: and um,
1: he'd still
0: be. Oh yeah, (laughs) you could you could put me two feet away from the hole, and it's probably still beat us. (laughs) But all right, Um, question of the day. I was thinking about this, you know, before uh, before the podcast, and so like NBA playoffs are coming up, Uh, hockey playoffs are coming up. And then, obviously, like, you and me are big college football fans. Um, And then you have NFL playoffs. So, I I had this, like, idea. I was like, what – so, what makes a great playoff, like, either on TV or in person? And what is your – like, what do you think is the best – Playoff, um, like sport, on TV and in person. So, like, what makes it? And then, what's your
1: best TV? And what's your best in person? Okay, so my my go tos on playoffs is obviously energy wise, energy and fans. That is the biggest things that turn sports into greatness. Is watching fans get. So hyped up in a in a playoff game that it turns momentum on any any sport. Momentum is turned on any game, any team. They just drive by the energy. I love that in the in in the playoffs. Now there are certain playoffs that doesn't have that energy, in my opinion. Uh, Like the NBA, I mean, NBA is just, in my opinion, has gone downhill lately. uh, Ever since they did the bubble. Granted, yeah, it's COVID. Maybe fans that do it back. I mean, when the, I mean, when the Cavs played, the Warriors came back three one. Yeah, that was fantastic. But the NBA is not on my list. Um, I think the top playoff. We'll do. We'll do. Let's do top. We'll do top three. Top three. Okay. So my top, top three. three. TV. Is TV, and then on, in person.
0: Okay. Ooh. And you may not, you don't and you don't have to have experienced it because like we can, like if you've experienced. Just like well, we'll just say, if you've experienced a college football game, you can probably imagine what it's like in playoffs. Yeah, you can, if you've experienced like an NFL game, you can probably imagine. So, like, you know, you doesn't you don't have to have have experienced It just you know, what would you put as like best like TV playoffs, and what would you put as best like in person playoffs? Because I think they are two completely different categories.
1: Yeah. So, all right, in on TV, I mean, I would say I'm not really gonna pick a top three. I should say I, I think. On TV, the NFL playoffs are really awesome to watch. I don't I mean I don't really see that energy being there in a person. I've never been to a playoff game in the NFL, so I can't say. but NFL playoffs are definitely interesting to watch. I mean that in NHL, um, NHL is you could see the the guys grind it out on the ice um, and actually really 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 try their best to, to win that playoff game. Um So I mean, I at least on TV I think those are my or part of my top two. I mean, I love college sports. March Madness is by far my top one. Would be in person and on TV. March Madness kills anything and in playoff. I mean, I wasn't even thinking of that, and that now is now. And <laughs>
0: yeah. this is probably this is probably why I said like top three, so I could give myself some like air.
1: Yeah, I mean, sports in general playoffs are crazy. Bottom of my my list is NBA. Um. But top of my list is March Madness by far. And um, so in,
0: in, in you're picking TV and in-person yes. number one.
1: Yeah, so wow. March Madness is up there. Um, college football, I think in-person would be two, if not one. It's very, very close. The only reason why I put it at two is because it's only four teams. If it was more, I think it would be more interesting. I think it would be more exciting. Um, the fact that only four teams get into it and some of the greatest teams, even if it's big 10 or big 12 that get that, that fifth seed sixth seed, they get shut out. They don't have the, basically the, the right to show what they have. I think that's why I put college football to March Madness because it's such a massive bracket. Um, that's makes it awesome. Um, NFL playoffs are awesome. So I, I would put those, those three. It's fair. It's fair. Amazing, it valid points.
0: <clears throat> I okay. So when I when I think of what makes what makes it, you know, you I I think everyone could probably agree, like playoffs and, um, you know, like I guess momentum and fans are like the number one driving thing of any playoff in any sport. One hundred percent agreed. But I'm going to pick something different. Because you'll you'll understand why when I tell you my answer, I'm going to say passion. Ooh. So what the, like the player's passion um, goes, I think even more further than like not that like the regular season playoffs are just different, but they like you just there are things that happen in the sport that I'm talking about when these guys are uh, you know playing that make a huge difference. Um, cause you go to any game, it's always unreal, great atmosphere. Um, so I'm going to go TV. I'm going to go Marsh Madness bottom okay. three or one. I'm going one. Okay. On yeah. for a T for a TV. Um, and that's because for me, so the reason and I'll tell you the reason why I picked them over. NHL, and I picked it over uh, college football. College football because if Clemson is playing in the national title game in a playoff, that's my number one. But that's not the scenario. The scenario is, like, just overall. Well, it could be any team from anywhere, any year, if it's college basketball in March Madness, and they are in overtime. Um... Or any type of playoff. It's going to usually be close. And it is just exhilarating to watch. Like, I don't watch any basketball all year. Turn on March Madness this year. And I was like glued to my seat. Um, and I don't have to know the schools. I don't have to have any type of, of like connection to the schools. This is really entertaining. Um, number two... Actually, I'll go I'll go one on one. So okay, that's my my number one for TV. Number one for in person is NHL. NHL playoffs I started thinking NHL playoffs would be number one on TV, but I did NHL one or NHL uh, playoffs for in person um, because the mom- like you said the momentum is obviously unreal, but the like guys laying down but like if you've ever seen a playoff game on TV or in person at NHL level, when the goalie is pulled and there is just an absolute mad, like madness on the ice for like the last two minutes in a playoff game, you will literally see guys with like broken legs out there. And you don't know they have broken legs. They don't tell you until like months after the that season that ended, like, hey, these guys played with a broken leg for like a month during playoffs. And there's a mad scrum in the net for a loose puck. There's nothing like that in person, and the the, the you're everyone's not everyone's just standing. You can f- drop a dime and hear people's breathing. Uh, it's just incredible. Um, so that's my number one for in person. My number two for 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 TV. Um, I'm going to say hockey just because if you're not there and you're watching on TV and you've been in a room full of fans and there, it's like their fans and it's playoffs and it's getting down to it. Same idea. I mean, it's the intensity is wild. You can feel you. It's like, you can feel the energy through the TV. And then number three, uh, TV, I'm going to college football. Um, you know, we've some we've seen some pretty good college football um, and you can just feel feel the energy again um, but I just don't think that it for March March madness number one it could be any team for me um, that's why I picked that and I could not watch all year and then I turn it on and I feel that like I have to sit on my seat
1: yeah. um, I, I, then, I completely agree I think you don't even have to watch one basketball game all regular season and then tune in to March Madness and feel the, like you said, passion that these players have and urgency that they want to make it to the Final Four, make it to the Elite Eight. These guys grind it. I, I It's awesome to see on TV. And then would go number two for in-person. Um,
0: I would do... March Madness just, you know, because so those two, I flipped TV and, you know, um, in person. Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think it's a, it's, it's an interesting topic because TV and, and, uh, in person are completely different. Um, and you can be on the, the edge of your seat on either of them, but it's like, if you're in person on one is a completely different atmosphere. It's a completely different type of fan. And you know, when I'm talking about hockey and basketball, they're completely different fans. So um, I think both fans type of like gravitate towards just like high fiving, like whoever in the fans. So, like, So if you're watching a team and your team wins every fan anytime we'll turn around and just high five, whoever, like whoever you, yeah. whoever's hands you see you say high five. Everyone yep. goes nuts. That's pretty much in any sport, but in hockey, it's such a small community of fans. Like it's not as large as NFL or NBA or football um, or baseball. So this, it's like a smaller community. So like I, I've sat around fans and you just like get to know them and there's just this, like, buildup of, like, you know, uh, just, like, a special thing to be a part of. Um, so, yeah, I, that's, what, that's what I would go with.
1: Yeah, I, I, I want to just hit on that, uh, the hockey conversation. It's just, like I said earlier, it's, it's one of those underrated sports that people don't realize that these guys literally fight it out, literally fight it out. I mean, there's... This passion that these guys have—I mean, they'll lose teeth over a, over the sport and still play, like over a regular
0: season game.
1: Yeah, over you a regular know? season game, these guys literally would would die to play this sport, and people don't realize it. And like you said, the community of fans is is pretty small, but these these fans just pretty much die with these players. It's incredible to watch these guys. Love, just dig into to their to their cleat their uh skates and the in the ice and it's just it's really interesting to watch and if you don't watch hockey i urge you to watch it a little bit more at least playoffs i mean watch these guys fight it out on the ice and just go at it it's it's unreal
0: well you know there, there's two questions so like when I go play here in Greenville there's two questions to ask like there's a couple people i've met that are just starting, like, learning how to skate. Oof, we're just, like, learning hockey. And I'll ask them, have you ever watched hockey on TV? And they'll say yes or no. And then if they haven't watched hockey on TV, then I'm like, okay, well, have you ever been to a hockey game? Because maybe they've been to a Swamp Rabbits game. Maybe, you know, yeah, who knows? And then, you know, then they'll say yes or no. And I go, well, if you haven't watched Hockey on TV, watch it. Especially watch the playoffs. Number two, if you haven't been to a hockey game, go to a hockey game. Minor league, ECHL, AHL, doesn't matter. Yeah. And then, But if they, if they both say, if these people say, oh yeah, yeah, no, I've, I've seen Hockey on TV and then I've been to Swamp Rabbits game, they go, okay, so you've been to a hockey game. Have you been to an NHL game? Because NHL games are completely different than an AHL game. AHL games are fun. They're great. Um, but an NHL game is so much different and the speed is so much different. I think that's another thing that um, – and, you know, it, it's so – and that's why I picked NHL being number one in person is because – We've all played basketball. We've all gone, like, in PE class, we've all, like, went and shot hoops. Like, that was, like, a class activity we had to do. So everyone, like, knows the speed of basketball. And then, like us, like, we played high school basketball. And then we've been playing, like, live basketball games. And, like, that speed's, like, it's quick, but it's, it's not, like, mind-blowing. Where for hockey, no one really grows up doing it in PE. You have to do it on your own time, blah, blah. blah. And then when you actually go watch professionals do it on the ice, and you're like feet from the glass in warmups or or let alone a game, you see how fast they're moving. It's just so mind blowing that like in person, it's just a completely different realm than it is on TV, and that's why it's my it was my number one. But I, I'm yeah. like you, if you haven't seen it. Go see it. If if you've been to a game, great. Go go watch an NHL game. Like try to like see the best of the best. Um, yeah, because it's will, a huge difference.
1: I will say once COVID COVID slacks up and the the fan base limitations uh, are lifted, go watch these NHL games with these fans. They go insane. Trust me, the energy is there. You wouldn't know it until you watched it, until you saw it. So go for it.
0: That, and that's the most exciting thing about coming up is uh, having all of our fans back you know every sport across the yeah. board, it's gonna be crazy we you know for every fan two years off of of not having full full capacity, every playoffs is just gonna be so awesome. It's gonna be nuts like the the TV experience is just gonna be better because like oh, this is how it is to hear fans cheer when teams scores and it's not some animated noise. but all right, Sam, let's wrap this baby up so. Any final thoughts?
1: Yeah, I definitely want to say, uh, Ricky, come on, boys. I mean, I have faith in you tomorrow. I have faith in you on Friday. Let's make the cut at the Wells Fargo. Uh, Puma up. Let's get it. Uh, Sidetrack fam, uh, love you guys. I appreciate you all listening uh, past couple of weeks. Uh, been kind of slow here, but we're going to start picking up the pace. Um, st- I think we're going to start putting the podcast out a little earlier. Maybe Thursdays are going to be our day's um, more often, um, hope to have a, a, a special guest next week. Um, so I think uh, tune in, and we'll see who it is. All right, boys. Sidetrack Sports,
0: thanks so much. Keep listening. Keep following. Like, subscribe. Like, subscribe. Hey, Brian Harmon, shout out. Kevin Kisner, shout out. Budweiser. All right. Cheers, everyone. Peace, boys.